welcome to the Cultivating Calmness podcast. My name is Kayla Vance and I am the host of this podcast today. And I wanted to talk a little bit about eh, maybe a few different things today, but one is just about being uniquely you and the other is about change and adaptability. So if you can't tell if you are watching this episode, the background here is a little different than it usually has been. And that's because my office currently has no working heat and it's in the process of being fixed, but that could take some time because of parts and ordering and all of that. And so luckily I have the ability to have an office in the same area, some office space that is available. This happens to be a conference room. So it is a bit bigger and it's not the way I would like it to be, but it is warm and I am able to communicate with people and either, you know, not freeze my butt off or be uh, incredibly hot. So it will have to do. And so adapting to change, is hard sometimes and it involves a certain amount of acceptance uh, to be able to move through the change and to be able to cope with maybe something you're uncomfortable with or something that you don't necessarily like to get to the end result or the end um, to get to the end of the difficult period. So for me, I don't know when the end period will be. I'm told it could be a few weeks. So I've been here a little over a week already and uh, I was able to do last week's episode in my office because it warmed up a bit and it was okay. It was comfortable in there. Um, I don't think it's comfortable in there today. So we're in here. Uh, so you can see behind me if, again, if you're watching, I have all of my lovely plants and they're hanging out back here, uh, because well, another change is they can't really sit in an office. that's like 50 degrees or fluctuating between 50 degrees in the evening and early morning and warming up with a space heater or the sun coming in the windows. So I've had to. Uh, kind of improvise. So all my plants are in here with me and I love seeing them while I'm in here. I'm just praying and hoping that my plant lights, uh, my grow lights and uh, the office lights in here help with them to stay growing. So that's my challenge uh, for the month of December. And hopefully that's the only challenge, knock on wood, that I have this um, this month. And I don't know if I'll be back in my office this month or not, or if I will wait till the new year for a new year surprise. But um, you know, with change, this isn't something that um, I have announced, but in the background, you know, my business is working on some changes. And so just a little uh, teaser there, we are working on some changes and those will be announced in the new year. And so I'm really excited about those changes and hopeful that everybody who supports me and around me and in my community uh, will join with me in those changes and support me through those and um, you know, we can make it uh, the best thing that it can be. So uh, excited to share that with you when the time is right and just giving you a little bit of a heads up that that is coming. Um, yeah, so holidays. Some some of you who are listening may have already been through the holiday. You have some holidays. I know Hanukkah is um, going to be wrapping up here soon. Um, so happy Hanukkah to those of you who celebrate Hanukkah. And um, 
you know, for those of you who celebrate Christmas or um, other holidays that I am unaware of or have have not mentioned, you know, those could be a stressful period of change and acceptance for people and stress, high stress, um, whether it be just because you're preparing for your own you know, family and your own get togethers, or, uh, you know, like if you're, if it's you buying gifts, for example, um, and I don't have my house ready and I don't have the gifts ready and I don't know what I'm going to get so-and-so and I haven't gotten everything that I need to get and my house is dirty. Right? Those are just like more of my, you know, immediate, um, like your immediate family concerns. And then we add on extended family concerns, you know, your family of origin, where you came from, you know, your parents, your siblings, your aunts and uncles, et cetera, whoever that may be. And we just add another layer of stress. And, you know, last week uh, we talked about boundaries and being able to set limits with people and how to do that. And it is hard. You know, it will probably take some change from you to be able to set those limits and boundaries. And it will take some um, acceptance of those changes from the people that you are are putting them in place with. So um, I always talk to people when I talk about change, whatever change you're making, especially being in therapy, when you are talking with your therapist and working through some things and deciding what you're going to do differently and what you're going to do the same. I, I want them to be prepared for the difficulty that is likely to come with change, even good change, even changes that you want to have such as uh, maybe you're moving and you want to move. You know, maybe you're moving into a bigger or better house. You may want that change. That doesn't mean that it's not going to be difficult. You know, the idea of packing up all of your belongings and then moving them from one place to another and when you're going to work that into your schedule and who's going to help you and how much that's going to cost. And all of those things are stressful and difficult, even though they're wanted. You know, same with setting boundaries of people, you know, you may want to set a boundary, but just knowing and thinking about their reaction is a lot of what I hear from people um, is like the resistance to doing that. I don't want to set that boundary. You know, I don't, I don't want to do that because I know my mom's not going to like it and she's going to push back and she's going to have questions and she's going to do this, that, or the other. Uh, yeah, I hear you. Um, and you may be right. Uh, when you set boundaries or limits and you change things in your life that are going to affect other people, they usually don't like it. You know, they like the status quo of how things are going, at least maybe initially. Um, and so being prepared for that possibility that either you or other people are not going to like the change that is in place um, can help you to get through it a little better. Just having that acceptance of that fact alone may make it easier for you to go through with the change, to go through with the boundary setting. Um, because if we go into things not expecting them to be difficult, and then they are, we're less likely to follow through or complete that task. Same with like, diet and exercise. If you are going on some kind of diet, no matter what the diet is and what it's for, you know, a lot of times there's resistance to that. It's change. It's different. I'm comfortable in where I'm at, even if where I'm at is uncomfortable, even if where I'm at is not helping me and makes me feel like crap every time I eat dairy, for example. Like if you love ice cream, but every time you eat ice cream, you end up feeling bad later, you know, you recognizing that fact of wanting to change that may be difficult because you love ice cream. 
Are there alternatives? Is there, you know, a period of overcoming that difficulty, not being able to have ice cream anymore, finding the things that are going to help you? You know, um, yeah, getting rid of the ice cream, if you really do love it, is going to be a hard thing to do. But it may be necessary for you to do, and you may end up feeling a lot better later. And hey, who knows? Maybe you'll find something that's even better, like tastes even better, because you've gotten used to the fact that you don't feel bad anymore. Does that make sense? So for example, um, I'll use me. Um, like since we're on the topic of diet, um, I haven't, eh, I haven't had standard soda in a little bit. I've cheated and I've had some, um, semi recently, but there have been, I've, I've kind of done it in waves. So I'll be honest. I tend to go in waves where I like, will not have something for a long time and then I'll give in and I'll have some. And then I like fall off the, um, I fall off the wagon, I guess a little bit and I will, um, you know, drink it, uh, regularly and then stop again. So I'm currently not really drinking regular soda. And what I mean by that is like Coke, Pepsi, things like that. Um, but I may buy the, uh, sodas that have just sugar in them versus like the corn syrup and artificial colors and things like that. Um, so I have had some of those recently, but anyway, my point being, um, when I decide and when I have stopped drinking standard soda, um, I feel much better. And then when I have it again, so when I go these periods without having it, I can tell you immediately, immediately one sip that I shouldn't be drinking it. I can feel it. I notice it in my body. I know that it makes me feel like crap. Um, and that it may taste good tastes good. That's what sugar does. That's kind of the whole point. That's why it's so addictive. Uh, you, I could, that's why like I, you, you want to drink it because it tastes good, but I know that despite it tasting good, it makes me feel bad. So I have found alternatives and the alternatives that I like now, I did not like when that's all I, when I would only drink like sodas and water and other things, but when I wouldn't try these other types of sodas or sparkling waters or things like that, like, um, I don't know. I'm probably not going to say it right. LaCroix. I've never actually, I haven't had that recently. Um, but like bubbles, bubble, bubbles. Um, I don't have a bottle of it in front of me. So now I don't remember there's an S on the end of that or not, but, um, that version, uh, before I gave up really drinking all the sugary sodas, it was disgusting. I didn't like it. I couldn't taste the flavor. All I could taste was like this nasty, like bubble, like with no flavor. Um, now, now I can drink them. Now I like them. Why? In my mind, it's because I've not had as much sugar and the lack of sugar in my diet has made it, giving me the ability to not necessarily seek the sugar as much. Don't get me wrong. I still seek it. Um, and it's still a work in progress. I'm still working on that for myself. Um, change is hard. Um, and I will probably be doing no sugar January again this year. So, um, I got through about 21 days last year cause my birthday is on the 21st of January. And so I want to celebrate my birthday and I want to have the sugar. Um, so I may try not to do that this year and just go straight through and see if I can make it the whole month. Um, but you know, doing no sugar January, 
doing no sugar at all is hard because it's not something I'm used to. It's out of my comfort zone. My body, me, I seek it, I want it. And so when it's there, I want to eat it. And so not having it and not buying the things or not eating it when it's in my house or it's at the dinner table or it's at the restaurant, it's an option is hard. And I have to make a conscious effort to not eat it, to not seek it, to not try it. Um, so to go back a little bit, you know, any change that we do is likely going to be, have some form of difficulty because it's not something that you're used to. That's why it's a change. If it was something you were used to, you would just keep doing the same old thing. Um, and nothing would be different. So you're trying to make something different. And in that transition, that transition can be hard. Um, and I'm here for you for that. I'm with you. I am currently, you know, currently working on changes, always working on doing things differently. And in that, you know, there's always a little piece of struggle with that until you get to a level of comfort within your change and having people to support you is even better. So uh, going to the diet thing, the no sugar January, if you have people that are doing it with you, you can encourage each other. You can talk each other through it. You, there's a group like on Facebook that you can join and you can um, share recipes and support each other and motivate each other to keep going and notice the changes that are happening in your body and your mind when you remove sugar from your life, as an example, or you remove toxic people from your life or bad habits, all kinds of things like that, um, are hard at first. So I'm with you through the change. I'm here with you. If I'm your therapist, we work on those things together. I can encourage you and help you get through those things and look at them in a different way and find alternative solutions. So it doesn't have to be a miserable experience, although it can be. And just know that there are people out there that support you and have been through similar things as you and are definitely willing to help you get through that if you need that extra support. Um, like I said, when I first started this, uh, brought up this episode today, I, um, had a couple of things I wanted to talk about. So I'm going to end today's episode with these crayons that are sitting here. So if you're watching, I've had this bowl of crayons and box of crayons sitting here. And I actually made a smaller video of this uh, talk um, in like a, a reel on Instagram and Facebook. So you can see it there if you want to. But I heard this, I've heard this numerous times and I decided I wanted to make something about this. So if you're looking, I just have a bowl of crayons, lots of crayons from my home. Um, they all look different. A lot of them in here look fairly new, but um, you know, I have uh, crayons without paper on them, crayons that are snapped in half, you know, crayons that are, um, let's see here, dull. Uh, like this one has no tip on it. So, you know, you would have to sharpen it. Um, you'd have to peel the paper back or use the other end. Um, there are crayons here with no paper. There are crayons here with unique names. Let me see if I can find one of the uniquely named crayons. Um, I know they're in here. Um, like here's one that's not a crayon. It's play school. Uh, let's see here apricot that's not super unique but dandelion is one i've seen um, macaroni and cheese is one i've seen this one is melon um i know there's like a green apple one 
Um, but you know, crayons are all different. They can have unique names. Some like this one's larger than all the rest. Again, it's not a Crayola crayon. Um, this one is a hexagon. If you are watching, you can see it's a hexagon, so it is not round. That's to prevent it from rolling, I'm guessing. The big ones are for those smaller hands where using bigger crayons is easier. So just looking at this you know, bowl here, there's a lot of differences that we can find um, in the crayons. This one is dull, right? It's been colored with, and you would have to sharpen it if you wanted crisp lines, things of that nature. Um, so this bowl here has um, Oh, aquamarine. There's a semi-unique name, I guess. Um, have all kinds of crayons in them. And then I have a box of crayons, a 64 pack of crayons with the sharpener included. Um, and usually when you look at these boxes, they're all ordered kind of nicely. Mine are not in any specific color order. Some have been used, most have not been used. So they're pretty new in here. I see one broken crayon, um, but overall they're, organized, they're in lines, they're in rows. And, you know, we all think when we look at crayons that you know, we want them to be sharpened, we want them to look perfect, we want them to be um, a certain way. But did you know <laughs> that no matter what kind of crayon I just showed you, whether it's in the box, or whether it's in this bowl, and whether it has paper, no paper, sharpened, unsharpened, dull, broken, snapped, big, small, hexagon, round, all of them, all of them still color. What does that mean for you? Well, what that means for you is that you're, you can be just like a crayon. It doesn't matter which crayon you are here in this bowl, any of the scenarios that I mentioned, it doesn't matter which one you are, you still color. You are still worthwhile. You are still worthy of love, kindness, acceptance to yourself and from other people. And that despite maybe some of the um, traumas that you've been through, the grief you may be experiencing, the difficulty you may be having, the change that you are going through, despite all of those things, you still color just like the brand new version of this crayon that I pulled out, raw sienna. Hasn't been colored with, nothing wrong with it, isn't damaged, looks and appears to be a perfect crayon. You can be just like this one. You just look different. You act different. You feel different. You've experienced different things. All of these crayons in here have experienced different things just like you have, have been handled differently, have been used differently, will color differently from each other. And all of that is okay because you are unique. You have your own story. You have your own message. You have your own life. And all of those things make you the way you are today. And we can't compare ourselves, you know, this crayon to this crayon because of that. And I'm holding two very different crayons, although they're similar in color. They're a different shape. Um, one's dull, one's pointy, one's new, one's been used. The paper on one has a dinosaur on it and is pink. The other one is like a red violet and is brand new, maybe has some scratches on it from being tossed around, but otherwise is unused. Um, you know, they both do the same thing. They both color. They just color differently and that's okay. And that's the message that I want you to learn from that today is that despite being different and broken and all the, all the other scenarios involved, 
you can still do life. You do life and you live and you thrive. You thrive differently and that's okay. And if you need a little help along the way, that's okay too, right? Maybe we need the sharpener, right? Maybe we need to tear down the paper. Maybe we need help with our shading or we need help with, um, you know, putting the pieces back together. Maybe we need to, you know, broken in half and um, a different lifestyle, right? Uh, everything, and maybe we need melted down. Have you ever melted crayons? Um, I've done several different projects with melted crayons and that can be fun. So you can be used in many different ways and you can use your skills and your life story to create art that looks unique and special for you. So take that for what you will. Thank you for joining me today on Cultivating Calmness. I will see you next week for another episode. Have a good day.